This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. Welcome back into the BetQL Network. It's Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin in Miami, Sean Levine in Kansas City. We're working on getting Jim Rodriguez from Eagle FC and ESPN on the show until then let's keep talking fighting there's some odds out for some fights that are already set up robert whitaker versus israel adansanya is getting closer and closer you can get the reaper at plus 220 right now israel adansanya you're gonna have to pay minus 260 now i know brendan that you're a big bobby knuckles fan and you're trying to talk me into this and i started looking at his resume bro he might have the most underrated resume in the fighting game check this out and i know you know it but i'm gonna tell everybody else Yo Romero, not once but twice. Derek Brunson, Jacare Sosa, Jared Cannonier, Uriah Hall, Darren Till, Kelvin Gastelum, all different dudes that he's taken out. I'm coming around to your side. I think that Robert Whitaker might actually win this fight. It's uh listen, he's very, very talented. He's 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 super talented. He's been there with the who's who. Um, I think that though, listen, you've had good points on it. Like Stylebender is really good and He's uh, at that weight class does seem perfect. And he seems very determined to uh, put all of the thoughts of Robert Whitaker, you know, looking better this next time around to bed. But I don't know, man, like, I, you know, seeing him in those yellow Romero fights, you know, doing it with a with a banged up leg at some points and just still going forward. I think that was like when Yoel still had a lot left in the tank and was still a super dangerous guy. Um, I think Izzy kind of got a worse version of Yoel Romero. But, uh, you know, I, I just I love I love Robert Whitaker, man. I just love his demeanor on things. He just doesn't seem shook by anything. I just think that this time around, I think he's going to do a lot better. Maybe he doesn't end up winning. Maybe, you know, as he could still appoint him in a decision. But I think that we're definitely going to get a better version of it. I think he's got a tougher out this time around. Isn't it crazy when you hear it out loud that they locked a cage behind Robert Whitaker with Yoel Romero in there and he lasted 50 full minutes. Like that's like being locked in with an angry lion and somehow coming out alive. And he's got to get a pat on the back just for that alone. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, those are, and, and, and you're talking about with Yoel, those were, those were times where it really seemed like he was on the cusp. I mean, you know, one of those guys where you look back, and you say, man, as talented as he won, the fact that he never won a title is pretty crazy. And cause nobody wanted to face him. And I do actually give, you know, is he credit on that? Because he faced the Romero. He really didn't deserve a title shot at the time, but just wanted to fight him. So you give some credit. Maybe it was opp- opportunistic because he thought that he was a little bit longer in the tooth at that point. But still, nobody wants to go in there. You never know when he's going to just do that weird thing where he's, sh- you know, hiding like a turtle. And then all of a sudden he's got a flying knee coming at your neck. 
So what the hell happened in the Blahovich fight? Because I know it's you can just say, well, he tried to move up a weight class and it didn't work out for him. But why does it work out well for every, and against everybody else at one weight class? Like, was he off that night? Did Blahovich find something out? I'm just a little bit nervous with Izzy because when he was undefeated, it was like I was pretty easy to bet on him. But now you know he's somewhat vulnerable. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I do think that that's a big jump. You think about the other weight classes, you're you're going up 20 pounds in that regard. Like that's no joke. It's pretty crazy though. Like you saw this week, did you see that Kamara Usman was talking about that he was yeah. gonna, he was going to jump Izzy for that fight? That's pretty wild. Like, could you imagine Kamara Usman jumping two weight classes? I to think go that's up more face? because I think that's more because they're homeboys. Like, I don't think that they want to get into a cage together. I also think that Usman was talking out of his backside a little bit. You don't really really jump up to. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not really going to jump up two weight classes. Nobody does that. You know what's crazy, dude? Like, I'm seeing some of these guys, you know, waltzing around the uh, this flex cast uh, studio arena, yet, and like seeing like guys like. Khabib and I don't understand how they make the weights like I, like I see him and I'm like I don't understand how he makes 170 pounds I know Khabib's a couple years out but like the idea that Khabib was the champ at 155 he looks like a brick house now like it's crazy how how like swole he is I don't I, that, that's the thing I marveled seeing these fighters around that arena this week Hey, speaking of Habib, he's got his promotion now in the United States for the first time last night Eagle FC and to break it down, Jim Rodriguez, he covers the promotion, produces for ESPN and Eagle FC. What'd you think about the fights last night, Jim? I thought that it was a really entertaining card, not just the main event, but the whole thing. Hey, fellas, what's up? Yeah, you know what? It, it's so funny because it's the first United States show for Eagle FC. I mean, obviously, it's a Russian-based promotion because of Habib and everything like that. So this was, you know, sort of popping the cherry in the United States. And, you know, whenever you do something new, whether you start a show or you start a network, you always have growing pains. And I, I was just so amazed at how smooth everything was. Although, to be honest with you, stuff you guys didn't know, we had a power outage. Like, for the first, the, the oh entire power went out in the building. Like, I thought, like, <laughs> there was a boxing promotion going on locally here in Miami, a few miles away. Brenda knows about this. I thought, like, the, did the envelope not get there in time? Was their suitcase bigger than I Clearly, I've lived in Miami too long. Right? You know, I'm like, like, what happened? Did Dana White what fly it? down here and snip a cord? What's going on? Why is the power out? But they got everything back and going, and, you know, and, and, the, and the promotion went off a hitch. But it was an amazing night. You know, they, they took a TV studio. You know, maybe this is the, this is the, what, what, the one positive thing of COVID and everything that, you know, we've now accustomed to seeing things in a TV studio. Um, and they made it an actual, a great televised event. Uh, it's about 200 people were in there, and it looked amazing. And the fights, you know, the fights didn't disappoint. Yeah, it was. It was and then the other thing that I love, Jim, is was the, you know, logging on. Like, I, I could find it to be a pain in the butt sometimes to log on to ESPN Plus and just get to the fights. Like, it was just so easy. You just logged on, email, boom, fights are right there, press play. I've never, like... I feel like in these streaming worlds, like it's never been easier than it was just to get on there and watch the broadcast. So props to you guys on that. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I just love the whole vibe of it. It was a hang. You guys had Cejudo and Usman and Chael on the call. Like it just the whole thing just had a had a cool hang to it, not just uh, just your standard broadcast. Yeah, I mean the the whole thing when when I was first approached about this, the the, the way they sold it to me. I guess the elevator pitch was think of like a, a really hip like speakeasy lounge area. So a bunch of sexy people, dark, you know, bottle service. And oh, by the way, we're going to have an octagon in the middle and two dudes are going to be beating the crap out of each other. So I was like, okay, I'm in. 
and that's and that's sort of the vibe. You know, it's, it's a very you know it's it's Miami, but but what you know we went out of our way like we don't want to show South Beach. You know, you know we always laugh you know, for those who live here in Miami. It's like you know when you're watching a Dolphins game and they show South Beach. Okay, Hard Rock Stadium couldn't be any further away from South Beach. You know, same thing. I'm from LA, so when they show Staples Center and they show the Santa Monica Pier, couldn't be any further away from the Santa Monica Pier. So we wanted to be more you know Miami, but it, it's 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 sort of getting back down to the roots of of, of the fight game, and that's kind of what Habib's you know it, it was all about. What he's kind of you know as the leader of this, you know, it's all about the fights. It's all about the fights. And uh, it was amazing. It was amazing stuff. And it was, oh, my God, seeing Rashad Evans back in there, you know, looking like a spring chicken again, you know, handling Gabriel Checo. It, it was pretty inspiring. What do you think Jim Habib has to do or is planning on doing different than Dana has done in the UFC? Well, if you listen to the press conferences, uh, pay the fighters, pay them well, treat them well. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know he, he kind of threw out the gauntlet where he said, where he said you know what? Um, the UFC, Bellator, all these other leagues, you better treat your fighters well because we're here, you know. And I think, I think a lot of it, a lot of these guys, you know, the, the, the big theme that I felt covering, covering this event and, and during the whole fight week is that it's a fighter's promotion by a fighter. So he knows what they need from transportation, the, you know, the media availability, the locker rooms, the access you know, everybody felt so comfortable. Everybody felt so easy that it didn't feel like it was an uncomfortable situation because here's a guy who did it. And not only just a guy who did it, who was on the Mount Rushmore of MMA, you know, and, and not, I don't know of any promotion that has an, an ex-fighter that runs it that, that is so hands-on about it. And so, you know, I think he's going to find out the business of it. That's, that's, you know, because it still is a business and you need to make a profit and you need to put some money in your pocket. But I think the big thing he's going to do is, is create that environment and created the 165-pound weight class because March 11th is the next Eagle uh, FC event in the United States. It's Eagle FC 46, and that's going to be Kevin Lee and Diego Sanchez at 165. Yeah, I can't wait for that one, too. And, and a lot of the things that uh, you were saying, Jim, I, I spoke to Kevin a little bit this week. He was saying the same thing. But, like, it's just you just do feel a little bit more uh, more comfortable there. And I think he's excited to get an opportunity to kind of revitalize his career there. Was there anything, I guess, off of this week that you learned that you want to take in to do better the next time around when March 11th gets there? Well, I think it's 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 like anything. It's with don't have the power go out two hours <laughs> before before <laughs> the event. Um, no, I think I, I think like anything, you always want to make sure that that you're providing a good show, you know. And I think you know you those of us that that do shows, whether it's radio or television or both, you want to entertain. And I think and I think and I by no means am I criticizing anybody, but I think we want to make this more of a show, more of a spectacle. I think this first show was if, if you're if you're into fights if you're if you're a fight freak you loved it because you got hardcore awesome action but I think we also want to entertain want to make it a bit of a show so I think hopefully we're we're going to be working on that you know doing some surprises getting some stuff in there and uh, and I think now that we've established ourselves that that we could we pull this off maybe get some celebrities maybe get some you know entertainment folks in there and really spice it up I'm not I'm not saying go go all thriller on everybody. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but again, just kind of, it, it's still a show, right? It's still a television show or, or a streaming experience that is entertaining, but you don't obviously want to get in the way of the fight. Just don't bring Holyfield right. back. 
I mean, if, <laughs> if we're talking, if we're talking celebrity, if we're talking entertaining, then it leads us down the path of the guy Jake Paul. And you're a perfect person to ask. Jim Rodriguez produces for ESPN and Eagle FC. Of course, ESPN with the Disney ties. Eagle FC. Khabib literally said that you know we'll give the guy a contract. Brendan is hell-bent that at some point within the next year, we're going to see Jake Paul in an octagon, not necessarily the UFC, but fighting mixed martial arts. Do you agree with that? I 1,000% agree with that because, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm deep in the boxing world. Uh, you know, Habib lets me do the MMA stuff, and then ESPN lets me do the boxing stuff. And I've always said boxing's worst enemy is boxing. You know, the reason why Jake Paul exists is because boxing can't handle their business. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a Jake Paul hater. I love him because he's putting butts in seats, he's getting eyeballs, he's getting a new generation of people that may not have ever even thought about going to a fight or watching a fight. Now, yeah, I get it. He hasn't fought anybody. You know, he's fought two combat sports guys that aren't strikers. Okay, you know, but where was Tommy Fury? We've, we were finally going to get it, and Tommy Fury disappeared on us. Um I, I say, I say, why not? There's money to be made. It's still a show. It's still a, he's entertaining as hell, and it's kind of like that Floyd Mayweather thing. You want to get see him get dropped on his butt and see who's going to be the guy that's going to get the Jake Paul skin and who, who, can, who can hang his head on his wall. So why not? And you know what? Jake Paul puts in the work. He doesn't show up with a dad bod. You know, he doesn't go in there and you know he parties hard, but he shows up and he puts in the work. And he's not, I don't think he's a terrible boxer. I don't think he's a terrible fighter. Yeah, he needs to refine his skills, but he's putting in the work. And I don't know if you guys saw the, the, that video he, he posted, uh, you know, bashing Dana White, where he had Cyborg in it. You know, they had some guy playing Dana White, kind of forcing her to sign a contract with the UFC. It was an amazing profanity uh, song uh, about the, the UFC and, and Dana White. So that guy's a showman and he gets people to watch, and that's the idea. Uh, Jim, I want to get your uh, thoughts on this. You're deep into boxing. So coming up next week, we're, we're, you know, we're gambling show. I was a little curious about your thoughts on this. So Keith Thurman's fight Mario Barrios next week, right? And he's a slight favorite. He's minus 186 going into this. Barrios is plus 146. But I was surprised by Keith Thurman that the odds are longer by him winning by decision. They're plus 340, but by KO are plus 130. Like Keith Thurman hasn't knocked anybody out in a long time. He hasn't been one time in a long time. Why do you think that that's the, the idea that he's going to knock out a guy like Barrios, who I know is coming up in weight class, but they're both coming off losses? I find that to be uh, a little bit odd. What about you? Yeah, it's funny. You know, we're, we're, we'll be going to that fight next week for, for ESPN uh, Latin America, and, and, and I, I almost feel like we should change his name from one time to about time because it's been, you know, <laughs> since 2019, since my man's been in the ring, since he lost to Manny Pacquiao. I think, I think there is something to be said about a person who's been in the ring and is a vet. I think veterans, we saw it a little bit with Rashad Evans, how they're able to just sort of, if, if they're able to, to tailor their game, to not get embarrassed. What I want to see is, is Keith Thurman, his game has always been fast hands, speed. Is, is that ring rust, and there will be ring rust, will that affect his speed? Will that affect him being able to avoid punches? Uh, but I, I can see why, because the guy's a vet. The guy's been in the ring for many times. He, 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 is, he was one of the top 147 guys. Um, and, and the, it, you, know, you, know how to, you know that ring generalship. You know how to maneuver in the ring. You know how to avoid. You know how to clinch. You know how to take rounds off. So, yeah, absolutely I can see this thing going the distance. I just hope there's enough gasoline in Keith Thurman's tank, but I think there will be. The real key for me is where is that speed going to still be there, because that could affect the whole thing. 
I think he might be a little bit overrated, but I say the same thing about Tank Davis. When I saw that he was now top 10 pound for pound, that surprised me. We got about 30 seconds left. Do you agree with the statement that Tank Davis is overrated? You know what? I, I, we, were, we were at the Pitbull fight in L.A., and, and, and Isaac Cruz will absolutely put on a clinic. I, he, he went toe-to-toe, and he hurt, and he hurt him. So is, is he overrated? Well, I think Mayweather makes sure that he's in the conversation, um, and he hasn't fought anybody. You know, he, he has, we, 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 want, we haven't seen the fight we want to see. And until we see the fight we're going to see, there's always going to be those doubts, and that's where Tank has to step up like a big boy, be motivated, uh, and, and fight somebody, and not be tested by a guy who took a fight on short notice like Isaac Cruz, uh, Pitbull. No, no offense to him, who obviously elevated his game, and shoot, he might get a fight against Ryan Garcia now because of it. Great stuff. Jim Rodriguez of ESPN and Eagle FC.